Hey guys, we've got a special show for you this week, recorded entirely at the photography show at the NEC. Uh, the first part of the show was recorded on the Sunday when we had the meetup with a lovely bunch of photographers and we had a really great time catching up with everybody there. But I want to give a special shout out to Hilary Clark and Ed Worthington, who unfortunately were not able to make it because we had some fairly bad weather on the Sunday. It was cold and miserable and uh, so it kept them away. So we were really sorry not to see them, but next time I also want to give a special shout out to Jeremy North who somehow we managed to completely fail to get on mic because he was off he got in a bit late and disappeared off at lunchtime so we've only got a tiny little bit of Jeremy but Jeremy's a delight so it's a tiny bit it's still worth having um the second part of the show Rachel and I wandered around and spoke to some people on the Monday uh, we've got chats with people from Instax from Ilford EU from Lomography and from the disabled photographers um and a certain gentleman by the name of Hamish Gill, who you may have come across before. Um, anyway, the audio quality is a bit up and down because sometimes it was very, very loud where we were. And also I'm very cack-handed with a microphone, but I hope you'll bear with us. Um, I want to say a big thank you to um, Karina and Florian and Craig and Tim from um, uh, Instax and Lomography and... Uh, Ilford EU and the disabled photographers, although perhaps not necessarily in that order, for giving us their time on what was an incredibly busy day. The Monday was just heaving there. Um, hope you enjoy the show, guys, and normal service will be resumed next week. Uh, I'm the real Jeremy, <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to the Snowy 16 podcast. Perfect. Welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast, live from the photography show. Um, I have a whole range of luminaries in the analogue photography world around me, uh, but instead I'm going to get you to talk to some other people, um, and uh, we're going to pass this microphone around the group, and I haven't told them this yet, so we'll see what happens, and everybody get to say hello. So, first of all, on my left, sir, would you like to introduce yourself? Well, my name's Andrew, or Warboy Snapper, and I'm very pleased to be here and meet you all. So, thank you very much. Hello, uh, I'm Mark Jimmy Hickford, uh, known on Twitter as at Jimmy Shoots Film. Um, and yeah, what, what what are we doing? We're we're drinking we're drinking coffee and um, looking at some nice expired film. Uh, at the moment, I have my Hasselblad 500 CM. Uh, my Olympus OM2N and my Yashica D. Apparently, I'm passing it back to Andrew. <laughs> and I have my Holger with me, so um, which is one step up from Graham's Fisher Price camera. Hello, it's Alex Bersal here. Um, come up from Swansea, Greeny Blue on Instagram, and I've got my Yashica Mat, which is new to me. Only one film through it so far, but looking forward to using it. Hi guys, it's Rachel. Um, so I'm. Uh, I remember you. You remember me, Graham. You remember me from the podcast, just about. Um, yes. So at the moment, I'm being told off because um, I kept everybody waiting, having gone to make some nice uh, presents for everybody, some little cyanotypes. I've brought three, only three cameras today, 
Stig was very kindly. He gave me a lift down in the car, so uh, uh, I was able to bring three with me. I've got an Instant, uh, my Instax Wide, my OM30, Trusio OM30, and my Cheap Shot Challenge camera, my Canon Sure Shot. So there we go. Those are my three cameras today. All right, so Stig, over to you. <laughs> Thanks, Rach. Um, hello, everybody. This is Stig. Um, you might know me off Twitter as Stig of the Dumb. Um, I've got with me today uh, one camera only. I um, it's a Fuji GS645S. Um, I didn't have a flash to bring with it, so I put some HP5 in it, and I'm pushing it to 1600. So um, fingers crossed, and it's just great to be here with all the sunbeams. I'm going to pass the mic over to Graham. Hey everybody, it's me Graham. You may remember me from such podcasts as the Sunny 16 podcast. Um, I'm here today with my Fisher-Price camera, it's very smart, uh, and the winning smile, and some other cameras as well, because it'd be rude to travel too light. Uh, and we're really looking forward to having a mooch round today, uh, and again, speak to some people, and Rachel and I are going to be back tomorrow as well, trying to collar some people for some interviews, so stay tuned for whatever nonsense happens over the rest of this show. Right, thanks, bye! How do you make it stop? I'm not entirely sure. I get it. Yeah, it is now. So, so all, in, all we need is somebody to say something interesting and like make clinky noises of cups of tea. Why, why have you not got a cup of tea? Well, I watched an Iranian vampire movie last night. <laughs> With the subtitles. Oh, oh, sorry, actually, which, which one was that? Um, a Girl Walks Home Alone. It's in black and white. I oh, it's yeah, I wouldn't recommend sounds it. Sounds terrifying. Is that the one with Macaulay Culkin? Oh, no, that is Home Alone. Isn't this the Navy one or something like that? Right, shut up, all of you. Literally, shut up. Right, so we're having some lunch now. So, where have we been so far? I think you might need to go a little closer. Really? I don't know. It's really. It's really. Okay. So we're having some lunch um, because we're all very tired. And um, what have we seen so far? So where have we been? Disabled photographer. Okay, so disabled photographer. So Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. What did you buy at the disabled photographers? Oh, <laughs> at the disabled photographers society stand, I bought three cameras. I bought a, a tiny little uh, 110 camera, which is smaller film. than the film size. Exactly. The, the actual work? film doesn't fit all into the camera itself. It'll half Ooh. hang out of the side, oh, I believe. It, it's arse is hanging out. Possibly. I was going to say that, but. Okay. Thank you very much, everybody. Yes. Well, I'm very excited to use that. And actually, it turns out Alex originally used to have one, didn't you? <laughs> Apparently he, he never used it, but he did he have He fobbed one. it off on the disabled people. see, so I've just bought your cast-offs, haven't I, Alex? That's lovely. Um, I also bought a lovely plastic camera, which has a bear on it. Um, so you actually shoot through the tummy of the bear. Uh, I know, it's very cute. Um, and my third and final one was a housing for an uh, underwater camera because I don't have a housing for an underwater camera yet. So I'm excited to use that. Yes, exactly. Okay, and we've also mooched over to the Lomography store. So, um, actually, Andrew, you weren't here when we first did this. So, first off, you've got to say who you are. It's Andrew. And secondly, uh, what, what cameras have you got and what did you buy from the Lomography store? Um, what cameras have I got? Yeah, what cameras have you bought? Uh, I've got the, my Opta Flexoret 5A. Um, I've also got a Minolta AL rangefinder. 
and an Olympus XA2. All the different sizes? Yeah. Uh, well, that's still 35 mil, so... I've never really thought of it. what did you get from the Olympus? Uh, I bought the uh, 800 colour negative film. <laughs> so, no, so Graham, what have you bought so far? Well, lunch. <laughs> I bought this very nice salad, which I'm very much enjoying. It's got figs in it, it's very healthy. Uh, I also bought some of the 800 speed film um, from Le Mans Quick. It's quite a good deal. It was £12 for two rolls of film. And um, I'm sure that's quite a lot cheaper than the Portrait 800 we've seen. Um, Stig, what's been your favourite thing we've seen so far? You've been scarpering off to pick stuff up everywhere. Well, yeah, ma mainly at the charity store. What did you buy? Well, I've laid it all out in front of me so oh I can remember. <laughs> I bought a Minolta Vectis S1 APS mm -hmm. nice. SLR because I know how available APS film is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, um, I also bought a um, Minolta Flash and Auto 118X because it's a bit smaller than the one I've already got. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a red filter. A, uh, a Seconic um, light meter, which works, and a Dynax um, camera strap. That's a pretty good haul. That's pretty good. Okay, Mark, did you manage to buy anything at the um, Sable Photographer store? Did you? You did, didn't you? I what did. did. What did you buy? Okay, so a Minolta Zoom 110 SLR for 110 film. So we're repping 110 film quite hard here today because Abe's got his 110 cheap shots camera with him. I've got my beautiful Fisher-Price 110 camera. Mark's now bought um, this 110 Minolta SLR, which looks like it's probably better at flying than taking pictures, but... Um, and then bought some fresh film. As opposed to the old stuff. Yeah. And then bought some fresh film. I was just about to say we should buy a pack of film together and share it, because I need my new little one with this <laughs> hanging out. So you there you go. that after we've left the thermography <laughs> store, right? So it's all right. kicking off. There's not a great deal of analogue photography stuff here today, really, is there? I mean, we've been to Patterson, the we've looked at the measuring jugs. We looked, yeah, we looked at. We've uh, bought some impossible project film, so that's good. Um, we went and had a look at the new Ilford Creative Emotions. Now these these are not um, for analog printing. So these are not the silver gelatin printing emotions that Tina was talking about on the show many moons ago. These are ones that you paint onto any paper you want and then run them through a printer. So they're still pretty cool and they're well worth looking at. We actually might try and call back tomorrow and have a more detailed look at them. But uh, anyway, that's where we're at the moment. We've lost Jeremy temporarily, but we're going to find him again soon. So, um, uh, yeah, that, that's what's happening with lunch. And, and I've just been blinded by the flash of a Holger, which nobody wants that. <laughs> right, um, press the red button to stop. Oh, is there a stop? That's recording. Hi guys, right, so you guys didn't get to do a little intro this morning because you turned up afterwards. Very so late. do you want to just say hi and who you are and the cameras you brought today and how today's gone? Hi, it's Toby here, Toby V Photo. I bought a Hasselblad and a roll of uh, True Print 35mm film, but um, I didn't actually shoot anything today. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you shoot anything today, Toby? I felt too hot in my coat. <laughs> Too hot and bothered. Uh, and also, I've got a large backlog of rolls needing to be processed, and I don't want to make that any bigger. <laughs> that sounds familiar, definitely to me. And who else did you bring along with you today? I brought my daughter, Kitty. 
Hello. Hi, Kitty. Yeah. And um, is this your first time coming to the photography show? Uh, yes, it is. I've really enjoyed it today. It was very good. And I saw that you had your eye on a camera, maybe, that you've been enjoying using today. Go on, tell us about that. Well, um, both my dad and I, we've wanted a Instax or just any um, ca a camera like that for a while now, like an instant camera. And so we saw one today that looked quite nice. It's the wide, wide Instax camera. Um, but I didn't buy it yet. <laughs> Not yet. No. <laughs> I might get it for um, my wife for her birthday. Oh, and then you'll get to borrow it, which is yes, good. Yes, definitely. That sounds cool. And you also brought along a little uh, Roly, didn't you? Yes, a Roly 35, the, the Singapore one. Uh, oh yeah, awesome. Yeah. And uh, so is that your first analog film camera? No, actually, I've uh, sh shot a Laura Bella 44 uh, Agfa Paramax. Nice. And the Hasselblad, and my dad, yeah, my dad's Hasselblad. <laughs> nice. You, well, you've had more success than me then, because I'm still in the middle of fixing mine. <laughs> I'll get there eventually. Good luck with the fix. Thank you very much, guys. It's been great. Cheers. Thank you. Okay, here we are, day two at the photography show. We've made it back for another round. It's just Rachel and I today, so um, listen to the peace and quiet. So that's pretty good, isn't it? Um, we are saying, say hi, Rach. Hi, uh, I'm here again. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> and we're also very lucky to be joined by the one and only Hamish Gill, who's having a lovely time on the photo show. <laughs> Hamish, how are you doing? Yeah, I love it here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, my favourite place. It's really good to be surrounded by thousands of people hungry to buy things. That's my favourite thing to do. Yeah, it's great. Well, we've just sat and had a nice big breakfast, all of us, so we're, we're feeling quite a lot better about the whole thing now. Um, you brought with you today a pretty awesome new thing, which I think you want to share with the world. Yeah, what, pixelated version 478,006 <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't explode like the last one. It's been a long time coming. So, uh, did we talk about the pixelated last time you were on the show? I don't think we did, did we? Yeah, no, we Christmas, yeah, yeah. And we did at Christmas. Briefly, I was moaning about it exploding at Christmas. Okay, well, for those people who either weren't listening or have forgotten, like me, um, what is the Pixelator? Uh, well, <laughs> um, two pieces of plastic and four now bits of metal that will help people theoretically digitise their negatives. You need to make it sound slightly more glamorous. You can't go two pieces of plastic, four pieces of metal, and it will RRP at £350. Mm. Come on, give us the. What does it do? Um, well, it's, it basically just diffuses the light behind a negative and then, as you've experienced today, in theory holds the negative flat enough uh, with, a, with a sort of a frame. And okay. Rach. <laughs> hey, Mish, the consummate <laughs> salesman in there. This is terrible. <laughs> Rach, please can you tell the audience and give a better sales pitch for what this thing is? So you use a frame, you put your films in it, you films. There you go, that's a good start, isn't it? You put your negatives into the frame, uh, use the frame to hold them down, and then you can use a, uh, a light box or a uh, phone even, a phone screen, um, something like that underneath. Um, then hold your camera over the top, uh, digital camera probably, and then shoot, shoot that, which will give you a, um, a negative that you can then invert and very quickly see whether you want to use it or not. Yeah, and the really, I mean, this thing is not big. It's about the size of a small tablet, isn't it? Mm. Um, and you can scan 
35 mil, 120 up to 4 by 5, right? Yeah, so it's 120 up to 6 by 12, 4 by 5, and 35 mil. <clears throat> and there's potential for other film gates for any size as long as it's not bigger than 4x5. Yeah. So, And you've been working on this for quite a while now. Um, what feels like since the beginning of time. Funnily enough, one of the first conversations I had about it was here with um, somebody from Ilford um, about five years ago, <laughs> six years ago, when wow. it was still called Focus. Focus Imaging. Focus Imaging, whatever it was before it was... The photography show, <laughs> whatever it's called now. Um, yes, I mean it is, it is, it is a long time. It's been a long time coming, but it, it's something that I've dipped in and out of. Um, but it's only since meeting uh, Steve with Chroma Camera Steve um, that it's got to the stage it has. Because as a photographer, he understood, he understands the product. So although it's, it's sort of, it's become a bit of a um, collaboration project between the two of us, I suppose. I'm glad Steve understands it better than we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steve quite busy at the moment with his Kickstarter anyway. So, um, you're at iteration 5 billion. Yeah. But this is kind of, this is the one, you think, near enough? Yes, it feels like it's the, it doesn't have any obvious problems that I want to fix, if you see what I mean. So, obviously, there's potential for particularly curly negatives there is potential for having to use extra things like elastic bands but the point the, the thing that I've said since the beginning is what I'm not trying to do is produce a thing that by itself digitizes your negatives I'm just trying to produce a thing that's part of the mm. it's a piece of that puzzle if you see what I mean and it's a thing that um, you can get something that's similar to this but it costs hundreds and hundreds of pounds um, the, 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 what this is for is people who've got a digital camera, a macro lens, <coughs> or you know something like a Fetix software, which I forgot yeah, the name lab. of, Film Lab. Um, you can use it in a very simple way for just um, you know maybe picking proofs before you stick it through your I don't know iMacon or whatever it is, fancy fancy scanner, or if you do it, use it properly and you've got a, uh, a copy stand, which I know what a copy stand is. And like some people, <laughs> whatever. Um, if you've got a copy stand and a light box and you know pro proper gear, um, it, it it should be a useful piece in that that puzzle as well for like you know le hopefully less than forty quid. Yeah. So the um, uh, the Birmingham project that I did, which was um, shooting uh, using pinhole camera, obviously I had I also took Steve's Chroma up on top of the roof. Um, I used your pixelated sort of what was it beta beta test version shall we say um to uh to, yeah exactly <laughs> 472,000 um i used that in order to uh, have a go with the copy sound with with the uh, the camera on with the macro lens um to digitize that basically uh, so i was kind of using both of those but then equally uh, i've also had it where i've put it on top of my ipad and use my uh, use my phone with um abe's sort of quick inverting um, software uh, just to check and see which of these negatives I actually want to put through my Epson print uh, scanner so that it gives you a very quick easy way of going yep that one works that one doesn't etc saves you quite a lot of time but if the, the right if you if you do it really well and you spend a lot of time with it um, there are some people who would say that there's no better way to digitize negatives than using a digital SLR um, or a, you know like a I mean if you think the Sony a7r2's got 
about seven miles of um, dynamic range. It's got mm. 42 megapixels. <clears throat> you know, the, the resolution, and obviously you can effectively scan in RAW. So the resolution that you have at your fingertips, the potential, um, if done right with a you know with with a copy stand and a good light source and all that sort of stuff, the potential is as good as you know the the, the what you can get out of a theoretically a drum scanner or a, you know you know or a, or a flex light or something like that. So to be a hybrid photographer, this yes. would be a really perfect extra tool as part of that workflow, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, and I think one of the big advantages with it is that. Um, it's an economical way of scanning in 4 by 5 negs because... Uh, That's where the idea started. Yeah. So when I very first... The reason I started down the road was because it was not long after... Um, I can't think of his name now, but the guy uh, came up with the Mod 54. Mm -hmm. So at the time, this was when Ilford were sort of supporting a lot of um, a lot of product. Uh, the Mod 54 wasn't uh, an Ilford-supported thing, and he got involved with Patterson, I think. But um, <coughs> there was the... Uh, Mike Walker made the Titan uh, 5x4, and then there was the Obscura, I think it was, the other yeah. pinhole. Um, combine those, you know, sub-100 quid 5x4 cameras with a Mod 54 um, for developing in a Patterson tank, mm -hmm. and you can shoot 5x4 film. But what, what do you do with it afterwards? You've got yeah. this great big negative. The cheapest scanner you can buy is at, at Epson 800 or whatever for yeah. about 800 quid. Yeah. So there wasn't any logical way to do anything with those 5x4 negatives. So that's where the idea started. It was only actually a start after I started... Well, I did originally think we could make it 5x4, 120, 35 mil. But the original guy was prototyping with... Um, ruled that out really quickly. It was only after I got back or well, started working with Steve. And Steve was like, well, actually... This, this it's quite easy yeah <laughs> um so so yeah it, it was it was originally about five by four and 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 making it more accessible yeah and, and it's, it's a really nice simple design i mean as you said it is two bits of plastic and some metal um so where are you at with it now what's going to be the next step for it um I need to build a website, I need to make, I mean fortunately I run a company that makes websites and brands, so I need to actually create the brand, I need to um, get, uh, I'm, I'm going to create a few, um, you know, like a website that's like a holding page where I can build up people's email addresses for when it goes on Kickstarter, I'm going to do the, the whole Kickstarter process, mm -hmm. if you see what I mean, from do it in the most logical order that you do a process, uh, do, a, do a Kickstarter. Actually, start building up a bit of momentum before it's launched and all that sort of thing. So, I'm probably, I think, probably still two months away from, and that's because there's so many other things going on in my life. That's if I can get the guys at work to find the time to make me the website and the brand. And yeah. that's the biggest hurdle I have. If I didn't have four hundred thousand things to do in my life and a really busy company that could um, that needs to make me a website, I think I'd probably have sorted it by now yeah yeah it, it, so people who because as I said more and more people are shooting large format now so mm. for those people especially because I mean I, I've tried scanning in um, large format stuff and in particular with um, colour stuff when you have to split the negative in half between two scans as I do on my V500 the problem is that it doesn't scan the colour the same way twice and you no. cannot correct that when you're trying to glue them back together um, so it's a really bad way of doing it and um, yeah this seems like a, and, and the fact that it's not going to be an expensive way seems fantastic mm. um, where's the best place for people to follow along are, are you going to create a mailing list is it 35mmc first stop 
Um, just get in touch with me. I should set up the mailing list. Oh, what's your phone number? Do you want to give that out? <laughs> your address? Uh, no. Uh, well, you can find my address. Well, you can find my work address on the on the internet if you want. Um, the yeah, I just just email me if it's something that sounds sounds of interest. Just email me for the for the time being. Yeah. Um, I, within the next few weeks, I'll have a proper mailing list and a holding page website set up and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. In fact, maybe I should make one before this goes. No, that's. Too late, <laughs> too late. The cry went out, <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, yeah. Well, we'll look forward to it. Uh, uh, and do you have? He says, knowing the answer, almost certainly no. But now, do you have a plan to get a few of them out in the hands of people so you can actually get some images that people are capturing? Yeah, yeah, uh, you yeah. Know, whether it's on phone and stuff, so people yeah. actually see the details on the website. Um, yeah, I need to. There's a guy. Who's, I'm so bad at remembering people's names. There's a guy. There's a good few. So Abe, I want to send one to. Um, oh, What's his bloody name? The guy that's got the Photoshop. He wrote the. He's made a Photoshop batch processing thing for the inverting film. You don't mean Abe? No, no, no. So, so it's if you do it. Anyway, imagine that we all know. Everybody who's listening oh, knows. Let me find his name. Okay, there'll be a brief pause now whilst Amy looks on this phone. <laughs> this is the joy of live recordings. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, actually, no, be before. Um, Rach, whilst Hamish is doing whatever Hamish is doing, what, what are we hoping to go and see today that we didn't see yesterday? What are we going to get back to? What we, oh, what are we going back to? Yes, I was going to say, I'm not sure what we were going to see today that we didn't see yesterday. We did have a lovely time walking around, got to see, uh, went to the Lomo stand, went to Instax. Um, you guys went to the uh, Tetnal, I think. Yes. Um, and there's the Creative Emulsion that you wanted to have a little look at as well, mm-hmm. so we'll go back and speak to them. Um, perhaps we'll go and uh, pop along to the Royal Photographic Society and see if there's anybody there who'd like to talk to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, we spent a lot of time at the Disabled Photographers Society store. You spent a lot. Of time I spent there. a lot of time there. Uh, I, you, you talked about what you bought there. Yeah, I bought a lot oh, of plastic. Turf. <laughs> oh my goodness! I bought three cameras. So I brought th- three cameras with me in the morning, and then I've since bought three cameras from the stall. Um, for ten pound for the for the lot, oh, to bar. be fair. So that was not bad. Two pound fifty. They're all recyclable because they're all yeah, plastic. Yeah, exactly. So um, so yes, yeah, so I got a a very tiny um, uh, one that takes one ten, but the actual one ten cartridge. It's so small. This camera, the the one ten cartridge doesn't. Yeah. all fit inside the camera no that's definitely <laughs> did you pick up some 110 <clears throat> film from the yesterday I didn't yeah no okay, well, we're going to have yeah, to swing back by we now. will we will um, so um, anyway so yeah so that and um, photo, uh, sorry a camera that has a bear um, on it so you sort of shoot through the tummy of the bear and my third one was a underwater camera because I don't yet have one of those and I know that yourself and Abe yeah. do yeah, all, so, the cool uh, do. All, the, all the cool kids do all, so yeah, that's why got, I needed it we, we got quite, we're going to try and get some other people on the end of this we'll see how that goes yes. we, we were expecting it to be quieter today weren't we yes we were yeah. it's not quieter <laughs> whilst it's really quiet here yeah. it's because where we're currently sat is where Comic-Con was going on yesterday and is not going on today. And so whereas yesterday it was full of Gandalfs and Harry Potters and Iron Men's and Spider-Mans, um, today there was nothing but, but us three superheroes of the analogue world. Hamish, have no, you found... No, I can't find Okay, that. well, just imagine <laughs> there's a guy who's created a wonderful Photoshop thing. Um, but anyway, it's all very exciting, isn't it, Hamish? It's going to be coming soon. Yes, well, hopefully. I mean, unless, I don't know, I discover that it melts when you... <laughs> with a camera at it or something which wouldn't be entirely unlikely we it feels oh yes well okay well actually Hamish you, you when we've met you here you were over at um, was it the KNF KNF concept yeah, who, yeah. who was it you were chatting to there Simon um, so he's uh, a fellow a, nerd a fellow nerd well I was actually <laughs> introduced to his podcast by Rachel um, 
and uh, it's proper nerdy lens podcast, so right up my street. Um, but he he's uh, an importer. Well, he imports the KNF concept lens. Well, all the KNF concept stuff, but in most relevant to this story is the lens adapters. So for putting a Nikon lens on a Sony or whatever. Yeah, so he's responsible for the fact that the cost of all the lenses has gone through the roof. <laughs> he is one of those people alongside, I would argue, probably me. Yeah, um, bad people. Yeah, well, he, and that, what's that, MF Lenses website, it's literally just called MF Lenses, I think, isn't it? Where basically people go and talk about how really awful lenses from 30 years ago are ace, <laughs> 40 years ago, 50 years ago. And I probably agree with them, but it <laughs> doesn't mean that they should cost hundreds of pounds. Well, it now does, of course. Yes, so he's, we're hopefully going to have him on the podcast so, so he can come and talk nerd learning stuff again and I'll, and I'll just sit quietly and be bemused in the background. So um, what else are you excited about seeing today? Because this is your first day here. Uh, I, yeah, excited is a strong word. <laughs> Who are you looking forward to talking to? Um, I'm going to go and look at Zeiss lenses. I'm going to go and look at some of these more um, Far Eastern lens manufacturers that I can't remember the names of any that I've got written down. I'm um, going to go to the Lomography stand. Mm-hmm. Um, I had half an idea to buy a Minotaur or a Minotaur, whatever you call it. Minotaur? The, the, the creature that lives in the maze. A Minotaur. A Minotaur, <laughs> yeah. They are available from the Lomography stand, apparently. <laughs> um, as well as, or possibly not, the Minotaur one. The lens off a Lomo LCA. Right. But for a Leica camera. Of course. Because obviously that's a thing to do. You have a problem, you know this Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I've got oh. my Leica 262 and my Sony. So both digital. A7S. Again, um, it's 35 mmc if people <coughs> unfollow you now, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I do talk about digital stuff on there. I, I you know, like film photography, but I quite like digital too. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, is there? Maybe. Well, this is a film photography podcast, isn't it? No. <laughs> well, anyway, we probably ought to get going so we can see some of this stuff. Um, we'll try and get back on again a bit yeah. later, try and find some more people to talk to, and hopefully catch up with you again, Hamish, before you... Um, Jog on. <laughs> oh, over another cup of tea later. Yeah, right, okay. let's go back into the breach then, guys. Yeah, cool. Okay, guys, we are now at the Instax stand where we had a lot of fun yesterday, and we're here talking to Karina. You're the marketing manager at, at uh, Instax UK. Correct, How's yeah. the show been going for you? It's been good, brilliant. I mean, in terms of all the people that are getting excited about instant photography, so we've seen a, a huge resurgence, and a lot of it's uh, the traffic's coming to the show as well. So yeah, it's amazing. I, I love the fact that whenever you go on Amazon and look up photography in general, yeah. Instax is always at the top of the thing. Absolutely, because in the top ten gifts at Christmas, so the consumer products Instax came, I think, just after their um, this, you know, the the little speaker product yeah. so um, Instax coming up very high now it's fantastic and um, I suppose the most recent thing you've had out has been the um, Instax Square yeah so last year we launched uh, Square the new Square format yeah. um, with a digital hybrid product the SQ10 and then later on in the year we launched the um, SP3 printer yeah. with the Square format so that works with your mobile phone and X-series cameras as well so. yeah and you also at the end of last year um, when the the monochrome the, the mini monochrome came out, yes, yeah, yeah and yeah. now we've got wide yeah. monochrome yes. as well, so really fantastic. Like, oh, you had a lady love the one. 
Did you try it Absolutely. yesterday? Yeah. Oh, we've we've got packs of it at home. We were very, we were all waiting very impatiently because yeah, it was like it's everybody it's in the states had it, and, it, and we were seeing. Oh, I know. Oh, I yes. Ended up getting a pack from the states in the end because my friend was out there, and I was like, right, you're not coming back to this country without a pack yeah. of insects wide monochrome. So he actually brought it back for me, it's, which was yeah, it's a beautiful product in terms of the crispness and the element that you can get of the film. So yeah, um, yeah it's, no, it's we're really excited about it. Um, this is probably a silly question because it's not already out in square format, is it? But is it, out, is it monochrome? Monochrome. No, it's quite no. no, we haven't. But I mean, it is. Hopefully it will be coming out. <laughs> I obviously couldn't no, comment on no, any speculation no. on that, but um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure when, no, when that will be. No, but we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Fingers crossed anyway. for you. <laughs> and and um, what what sort of stuff are the you find that people are, are leaning more towards the are the Instax Mini still the biggest seller? In terms of um, UK wide, yeah. the Mini and Mini Nine is doing also tremendously well. It's a, it's a very big market now. Great and, and goes from you know probably 12, 13 year olds all the way up to now 35, 40 plus My the people that, that love yeah. um, instant instant photography. So the Mini Nine's a brilliant entry product into instant photography, and you see um, obviously lo loads of people at the photography show bring their children yesterday and at the weekends, and you know they all seem to gravitate to our stand mm. in terms of the children, and it seems to be a very good entry camera or into the whole world of photography yeah. and you see their eyes and their excitement when they actually see the film and it processing in front of their eyes so I think it actually is, is a brilliant start for yeah. for young children into photography but obviously in our in our um, collection of cameras um, we kind of cater for everybody yeah. in instant photography so all the way up to then high-end you know photographers that can then use either the SP3 printer or the SQ10, where they can start to get much more creative with instant photography using double exposure, bulb mode, and the various filters and things like that. So um, it's that's why, I mean, obviously we, we all love the products and lots of photographers love them here coming to the show. Yeah, and it's a nice thing, and we're always starting to see it here, because I mean, as you are saying about the younger audience really engaging with it, I mean, both of my nieces have got um, Instax minis. Yeah. Um, are we going to start seeing, as it's getting picked up more and more in this country, starting more of the different borders and more of the funky colours coming through here? Yeah, in terms of border and borders and accessories, it's becoming a really key feature for us at Instax. Um, we've recently um, hired a product accessory manager, so we're looking at the whole array of how you can use your Instax camera and film and how you can display it. Because I think there's one thing having the picture and the image, and the next thing is about what do you do with it. And, and displaying it is, is key. So yes, we're looking at albums, um, wall art, um, various pieces that you can use to really display those prints. So lots of people today are just using the pegs and the string, but it's taking it to the next level now. So yeah. really creating bespoke frames um, and beautiful pieces that it, the prints sit in beautifully. And so yeah. that you can start creating your wall art at home from the comfort, literally you don't have to ever leave the house, or press a button to you know to send an online order and wait for the delivery of pictures. So you can do it all at all at once. Yeah, I mean there really is no getting away from the joy of instant photography. I think everyone was talking about this, wasn't he? And about he he went home and found his his six-year-old daughter going, I'm organising my Instax study, mm. and that was like her first photo collection. Yeah, basically, so she had them in her shoebox. That was like her special tins for it, and it was just you know loads of these that she was going through and deciding actually how she was going to start curating that exhibition if you like just yes. on her own little bedroom wall and I just think that's really lovely yeah there's some 
I don't know what's happened in terms of the youth, but obviously we've gone full circle from being analog to the digital world, and now the youth, they're really seeing the fascination and love the tangible piece that instant photography brings. And it somehow it brings, it just brings the memory more to life when you've got something tangible, and we're all saying that everybody's got, we all have thousands and thousands of photos stuck, literally stuck on your phone, and this is what then jogs your memory and brings that memory more back to life in the real world. So. Yeah. Well, it's wonderful. Thank you very much for your time, Karina. It's, the sound here is just, it's not surprising that it appeals to most of the young it's bright and it's beautiful and you can come here and have your picture taken Absolutely. and um, we look forward to seeing more stuff from the Instax family of products, keeping the name Fuji in the word, uh, keeping the, <laughs> keep the name film in the word Fuji, doing yeah. better than other Thank you so much, that's brilliant. Okay, we are on the Ilford stand, Ilford Imaging Europe, and we're here with Florian. Um, you have got a really cool new thing on the stand this year. What is it that Ilford's got for us? Okay, we have a new product. We show it the first time here in the UK on the uh, photography show here in Birmingham. And what it is, it's, it's called Ilford Creative Emulsion. So what is it? You can actually buy any fine art paper in any fine art shop. The papers you're painting on, aquarels, we are not supposed to print on. But nice handmade papers, you fall in love with it. But no, you cannot print on it until now. With the Ilford Creative Emulsion, we enable you to, to change this paper to an inkjet paper. And there are two different emulsions. One is a white emulsion, the standard emulsion, which is the same micro-porose coating you have on fine art paper. So you can create the same same brilliant image as on a standard fine art paper you buy from, from us or any other fine art supplier. And then there is a transparent coating. So why transparent? Because some of the papers, fine art papers, they have their structures and colors. This is the first reason you, you fall in love with this paper. You don't want to coat it white and cover all the paper. So there's two types of coating. No, you just can coat the paper and print with a standard inkjet printer on this paper. Now, how to do that? It's difficult to explain. It's like explain, and you know, just on a microphone. I like explain the color red. Um, but what you virtually do is there is a metal rod um, with a wire around it, and which is a coating rod. And you apply the fluid in front of the paper, which is flat in front of you, and then you slide the rod over the paper. This is the proper way to do it. But the proper way is a boring way. What I've seen in the last few months is people take it to the next level, they make this product their own. So they buy brushes and then apply brush strokes. They apply the white. Yeah, somebody spray it. Yeah. Can you spray no, you it? shouldn't spray it because it's too thick. You know, it yeah. will. Sure. Too uh, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, but you can brush it. So we have examples here where you apply the white fluid on black carton. Actually, we, we had people coming here, look at the print where you see a black carton and a black and white image. And the, the first feedback was, oh, you can print white now. Because it looks like you print white on a black carton. But what you actually see is the white coating and you put black and white on it. And if you look at the image, you see at the edges the, the brush strokes. The beauty of it is that every print is unique. 
Now, if you buy our standard commercial inkjet paper and you buy one box of, let's say, of our smooth pearl, you do 100 prints of the same image, you promise each image, each print will look identically like the previous one. This is what we're aiming for in the production environment. In an art environment, you want to have something unique. So you do 100 handmade coats, may apply it with a brush. You do it on the same carton or same paper, and you do the same print, each print will look different. So it's one of a kind. You actually, if you're an artist, you can sign it as one of a kind, not one of 100 or 500. So you have unique pieces of art. And I really get a goose skin by looking at it because it's so, so, so cool. And, and what I love about this is that the creativity that it opens up, you just know that you're going to put this in front of people who like working in these mediums. I'm great to see how much it's like cyanotypes where you can choose how much of the paper you want to coat and, and it affects it. The, like, the, the possibilities are endless for what you can do. The, you're, the only limit is, there are two limits. One is the thickness of the paper you can feed through your inkjet printer, like an Epson P600. Yeah. And the other limit is your creativity, which I assume is limited. You know, you are your own master. But, you know, nobody tells you how to do it. You know, you do a standard printing with our commercial print. We, we, we point a finger at you and say, you better use the standard ICC profile, and the original printer with the original ink, and you get consistent results. You screw this up, you do, you're a bad girl. <laughs> or bad boy. Oh, no. But over here, you said, take the product and make it your own. That's what I like. It puts kind of a dark room. You know, I'm yeah, old enough. I, I learned photography in the dark room. And I was an average photographer. But as an average photographer, you need to be a dark room wizard to, to you know, overcome your weaknesses and show an acceptable result. Now over here, you, you can exactly do that. You take your image and make it unique with this new printing process. And I really love it. And what I really like, because a lot of people, most of the people who listen to our show are people who are shooting analog. So they already have options in terms of, you know, they can get in the dock. But what I think is really exciting is printing out color negatives and color work. Because up until now, as you said, the only choice if you're printing it, it doesn't matter whether it's film, unless you're going to go to the trouble of getting in the dark and doing color printing, yes. which is hard. Um, you didn't have the same creative options. You sent it off to someone to get it done. Whereas with this, you can really bring that, that hand finish feel to it and make a lot of artistic yeah. choices. And it, and it looks great. Absolutely. Do you have, um, because obviously people are going to be listening to this, yeah. is there an online gallery or somewhere that people can go and see examples that you've got? This, this is too new. As I said, we show it right now the first time in the UK. Uh, we start launching it in. Uh, um, globally about mid of last year and we we do it step by step uh, because it's not something we you put online and exact people finding it and understanding it right away um, actually you know I, I showed it to a dealer once and he looked at it and said nobody needs that then I went with him to a customer and he went crazy and then the dealer got in and said it's actually a cool product so just putting it online somewhere like an average product won't work. We need to educate the market. We need to bring the vision. And as you said, we need to put an, an, an kind of an online gallery. Yeah. So that's why I normally, when someone buys this product and I'm around, I always ask, can you send me an image of of one of your work because I want to spread this idea. It's, I see it as a little baby and I want to see it grow and, and create an impact in the world. 
and I, I really mean that. It's, I'm connected to this product more than to any other product we are selling. Yeah. So where should people follow you guys or, or find you guys to find out okay. more about this Okay, stuff? so um, you can find us on Facebook, just under Ilford Imaging Europe. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you find postings there. Uh, we have a website uh, called www.ilford.eu, which is Ilford Imaging Europe. Um, uh, but you can always you know, go through our website and, and send us an, an, an email and ask questions. And we are, we are still like a family-run business. Um, so everybody in the company will make sure this email will be answered. And um, if, there, if, someone, if someone needs to call, be called because a question, someone will call. We are not a big multinational company where you're stuck somewhere in a hotline, no. That's brilliant. I, I, I think it's a really interesting um, product and I cannot wait to see what creative people do with it. Yep. Florian, thank you very much for your time. It was time. really my pleasure. Thank you for listening to me. Great. Okay guys, so I have collared two very <laughs> Very shocked and unsuspecting people at the Lomography stand. Guys, what's your names? Uh, Ellen. And Nick. Ellen and Nick. Now, the reason I caught you guys is because I saw you buying some film stuff. So, what's brought you to the show here today? So, well, we're both pretty into photography, so we thought we'd come along and have a look around. I'll be yeah. honest, I'm a bit of a luddite when it comes to film. I've started very recently, but mm -hmm. uh, she's trying her best to educate me. Oh, good. So, this is something you've been into for a while? Yeah, I did... Um I love photography. Yeah. I did it at Henley College, so they have a full dark room and everything there. So oh, that was awesome. that was really good. Yeah. And what have you picked up today at Lomography? Uh, I so purple film. Nice. I hear that stuff is actually getting quite hard to get hold of. So you might have snagged one of the last bundles there. So yeah. good job on that. And just we both got a simple use one. A couple of black and white disposable cameras. Yeah. Yeah. Have you tried the Lomo disposable ones before? No. And what, have you brought any cameras with you today? Because it's only you came without cameras. Without cameras, indeed. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Have you had a chance to look around much of the rest of the show yet? Done that half. That half, yeah. We've still got a bit to explore, but not. Uh... And have you got as far as the disabled photographer stand yet? Not yet. Oh my god. So, uh, well, I will leave you to go and find because the disabled photographer stand is where they're selling off loads of old analog gear. Oh, okay. It's always good. So when you, when you do have cameras with you, what are you guys shooting? At the moment, I shoot a Nikon D3400, so yeah. fairly entry-level, but... Yeah. 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 I, have a, I have a 3300, and then I have a Pentax MX film camera. Oh, very nice, yeah. I've got one that, that I've nearly finished my first roll of film through. It's only taken me about two years. And have you had an analog camera foisted on you as well? I have not, no. I uh, got into photography about a year ago, so it's a, a whole new adventure for me, yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. guys, thank you so much for your time, and enjoy the film. And um, I really hope we get to see some of your... Do you, do you share your pictures online anywhere? You on Instagram or anything like that? I'm Nick G Picks on Instagram. Nick G Picks on Instagram. That's what it. about you? Uh, no, I don't. No. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll we'll watch your feed, Nick. See if you've got any pictures from that logo. Yeah. Thank you I'll very much, that. guys. <laughs> and quiet that we've stepped off the show floor again for a, at least a little bit of time because oof 
It's busy, isn't it? It's still me here, Olves. Uh, Rach, Hello. You're, you're still standing. Just about, just and, about. <laughs> and, and you're fondling today's special purchase. That's right. So I managed to get uh, pick up this one, uh, which is a Memo 35 ET, um, which has a also a little red, um, I was going to say dot, but it's not a red dot. It's a red square, so uh, not, not a Leica. Um, it's a GAF. Actually, the chap who stood next to me at the Disabled Photographers Society did tell us what GAF stood for, and I cannot remember for the life of me what that meant. It was <laughs> Gen- General Alka, Alka something film. Anyway, oh, anyway. It, it looks very smart. It's a very nice little rangefinder, yeah, isn't it? It's, it's very cute. compact. It's about the size of um, a Canon Canonet yeah. um, G3, isn't it? Yeah. So around that size. So and it looks really nice. I like it. Like it's very cool. It's black. So it's black. Styling. Um, so I. Um, Hamish has been trying to help me um, make it work um, and he basically poked around at it for a bit and then threw it back at me (laughs) and said I don't know (laughs) I don't know (laughs) Speaking of Hamish Hamish how are you doing dude? Yeah I'm alright it just needs a battery It just needs a battery we we are yeah because it's it's fully automated it doesn't have aperture or shutter speed settings on there so hopefully um, General Aniline and Film is what Google tells me I was pretty close wasn't I? I was pretty close so how have you got on with your travel today? You've picked up some stuff, haven't you? What's in your bag of uh, expensive delights? Uh, I've got a... Oh, yeah, I should say mine was £15. £15. Mine was £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15. £15.
to Langer Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Them. I can see you're rocking it on your Sony A, whatever that is. Yeah, so you, I've got loads of these hanging off the side of loads of cameras, mm -hmm. and I, but I've only got one. Well, I've got two straps. I've got a thick one and a thin one. So you just put the strap on. It's really easy, it's like a quick release. Gotcha, yeah. There you go. Make it make a clicky look. Oh, that's audio gold. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Um, uh, uh, and... Uh, so yeah, some of those which they gave to me, which is nice. That's very nice. Um, I've got <laughs> <laughs> free stuff. You got these for free? Yeah. Oh God. Uh, do you have a peak design strap? I don't. So I mean, they would be completely useless. Well, I might get one <laughs> if I got free stuff given to me, like Hamish. Oh, I got a pen. I got. I got a pen. You got a pen. And the, okay, so um, you, you also you, you've also got a piece of paper, Rachel. I did get a piece yeah, of we, paper. We obviously went and we uh, well, that would been in the show before this, but we went and chatted to the guys at um, Ilford uh, Imaging EU, and um, you had a go at actually coating the paper yourself. So, Rach, you're the more creative one in this way than, than either of us do. That's for sure. Poor Hamish is crying over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not even looking at his new toys. So, what do you think of this um, new creative emotion from Ilford? Yeah, I mean, anything that's like something a little bit different is worth. Uh, having a go with the uh, the chap Florian he was he was very enthusiastic really lovely chap yeah. um, and uh, yeah we basically went and uh, coated the piece of black paper sort of like craft art paper um, with what looked a bit like PVA glue mm -hmm. um, but using a metal rod um, in a similar way that you would use maybe glass rods if you were coating it or supposedly coating it evenly uh, with cyanotypes it's a very similar kind of like process in that you um, put your liquid, liquid one side of the glass rod or the metal rod and then use that to coat the paper evenly. Um, I ended up with a little bit of an island because he, he um, didn't use quite enough of the emulsion mm -hmm. uh, at the time. So we went back over it and then you can also add your own sort of like creative brush strokes. You can um, basically just do it wholly um, using brushes, paint brushes, things like that coat it onto the paper, um, dry it, um, and I've used the black paper with the white emulsion, and I believe the idea is that then you put it through an inkjet printer, and you actually can print out one of your digital or film, presumably images, um, actually onto that, so it will uh, the image will appear on that emulsion mm. itself. So it's great because it gives you, you know, it does give different options, and I think you mentioned actually, Graham, that the one of the probably the best and um, most useful parts of this would be for printing up colour. Mm. Um, for if you know, I mean, obviously doing colour printing in the dark room is something that's not not that many people are necessarily doing, and it's obviously a bit more involved. Um, black and white printing obviously is is great and really you know sort of like something that a lot more people would be doing. So this is potentially an opportunity to have a go at doing some colour printing without having to um, spend you know lots on your uh, your enlargers etc so yeah, yeah and at the end of the day the the, the prints are digital well they're digital prints regardless of whether they were shot yeah. on film or negative so yeah. they're going to come out the way they come out but um, but I think actually what you were saying about the cyanotypes like because of the process I think it's almost more similar to cyanotypes in that way, yeah. isn't it? Because where you choose to put the stuff and the brush strokes and the texture of the material underneath all affects how the image is going to look, isn't it? Yeah, and it's, it's, it's quite a viscous um, uh, sort of fluid itself. So actually, a bit like um, if you were printing a, a giclée, you know, rather mm. than just a straightforward print onto, onto flat paper, um, you're getting more of that um, artistic... Um, license to be able to paint and show the brush strokes and show the texture of that mm. underneath or sort of like through uh, the digital image or um, what have you that you're printing on top of it so you know gives it a little bit more of a an opportunity to be more unique each of them would be unique in a certain way 
Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I think um, the um, liquid emotion that Tina talks about is, is already out there. And, you know, we use that. And this, this it's is very a, different. It's, yeah, it is a very different thing. Yeah, exactly. Because it is a thing that, you know, it is a, a base for printing onto. But it's still interesting and definitely worth having a look at if you are already printing at home. Because uh, why not? The ability to create one-off pieces rather than just churning them out, I think it's quite cool. Um, sorry, I was going to say, it's just interesting to see that they are still considering and looking into and putting out the feelers for other sort of slightly more alternative processes you know that they're actually still doing um you know art art prints and wanting to do something where it's still very tactile you know you're picking up a paintbrush and you're picking up some emulsion and you're painting that on mm. that's still a very different way even though obviously they've combined it with digital printing it's still a different way of working and um, a lot of people who are, who i heard coming over to the store whilst i was doing my little test run was sort of going, oh, I remember doing cyanotypes, I remember doing this, and maybe it's a nice way of sort of re-engaging them with, the, with that and um, with alternative processes. Mm -hmm. They might then re-explore those. Yeah, absolutely. Whilst we were over there, um, I got chatting to Mark from um, Tetanol and uh, as uh, Matt from AG said a few weeks ago, it's an open secret that Tetanol make most of the chemicals that we use for doing our film work. Um, and um, it was just interesting having a chat to him and he was talking about how you know, they're definitely seeing an increase uh, in volume across the board really on all of the analog side of things because he deals primarily with the analog side related chemicals developers stuff like that so um, that was really heartening and it also goes hand in hand with what the chaps at Patterson were saying um, you know, Patterson now are doing um, lights and tripod and other stuff as well as their um, what we think was their core business of um, traditional film developing and printing materials but they've seen that in the analog development side they've seen a 12% rise over the last year so um, it's really good positive stuff and, and, and also the other thing is that the, the thing we keep hearing from various people is that this is being driven by more and more young people coming into it which is great because it's not all just us old farts hey, <laughs> well I was thinking me and Hamish primarily um, <laughs> oh, sorry, I was just nothing, nothing, Hamish. So, um, uh, what have you got left to go and see, Hamish? Are you going to duck back in? Who are you hoping to catch up with before you go? Um, Don't ask him names again. Yeah, it's maybe a little biased question. All right, sarcastic. It's called Derek Fieldhouse, actually. Uh, from <laughs> so I did know. Um, from Photo Expert Shout about my about my Naritsu scanner and whether or not he has a ridiculously expensive dongle. For it. Oh yes, we were talking about this. The dongle. Would no, you? Sorry, we would, I was talking about you were taking the piss out of me. This to clarify, right, for the listeners. So Hamish has got a very, very expensive Naritsu scanner, and what he wants to spend over a thousand pounds on is a dongle, which will tell the Naritsu scanner what film is being scanned, so it will apply the appropriate. To be um, fair, it's a little bit more complicated than that, but I was dumbing it down for your stupid brain. <laughs> All it, right. <laughs> I think maybe we need to take a break. It's it, all got a little bit. Either way, Hamish is just looking for an excuse to spend lots of money, and um, I think we should let Hamish's wife know that he's running right here. Um, <laughs> we we are gonna we're having a quick, quick break, and then we're gonna duck back in again in a minute, and hopefully catch up with uh, the fine people at the disabled photographer stand, see how things have gone for them, and also the lovely people at Lamography all being well. Um, and Hamish, we might not get a chat, chance to chat again before you go, he says, crossing his fingers. <laughs> so uh, would you, you like any passing um, thoughts to, to leave the listeners with? Make no, them just think I'm, interesting. I'm too tired. <laughs> I've got nothing. That, that is the photography show experience. It's quite wearing and it is a real sea of humanity today. Ah, right. Back later.
Okay, we're here now at the Disabled Photographer Stand and Tim Goldsmith is with me. Tim, can you talk to us about what it is you guys are doing here and why today? Okay, so we are a registered charity. We are the Disabled Photographer Society. Uh, we're celebrating our 50th anniversary year this year. Uh, so basically, it is pretty much as it says on the tin. It is like a photographic club for people with a sort of disability. Uh, we can help them not only with photographic tuition, but with adaptions uh, for their equipment, uh, maybe to help put a tripod on a wheelchair, anything depending upon their particular uh, disability. Um, so we get any type of photographic equipment donated throughout the year. Uh, comes into us either to members houses or we have a central storage unit um, in Cambridgeshire. We collect up equipment that's donated throughout the entire year uh, and then once a year we come here to the photography show who are really generous. We are their nominated charity um, and we sell all the donations and that money that we raise is pretty much what keeps the society going for the entire year. If we didn't have this as our only really method of raising any any funds we wouldn't be able to do like a quarter of the things that we do for uh, for our members how have things been this year how has it been selling well seems like a redundant question have you seen? Uh, yeah that's a rhetorical question um it's been absolutely crazy this year um we thought last year was busy this year on saturday we were as busy and took as much money as we did on the first two days last year so the way things are going, we are heading for a record um, show. A lot of that is down to the, well, not only to the generosity of the public who donate their equipment to us that's unused, uh, that's no longer used, but also some of the exhibitors here, uh, they'll come along and they'll say, uh, have a couple of tripods or have some camera bags. Um, so we try and keep anything that's new and unused from things that are secondhand and used. And basically we just, we're mercenary, we just yeah. try and get as much money as we can for anything. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, is there, have you noticed any particular trends? Has anything been, have people been looking for anything in particular? Uh, I mean, I, I know you've, you're selling it seems absolutely everything, but is yeah. there something people are after? Uh, yeah, we've got stuff pretty well across the board for cover most types of, uh, of camera fittings. But as usual, anything M42 screw mount is what people come and ask us for. Uh, and that's quite because we usually get quite a good selection of that sort of stuff. For some reason, we get loads of Canon stuff, both Canon FD and uh, EOS, mainly film bodies, but we're always desperately short of anything Nikon. Now, as a Nikon user myself, I always say that's because Nikon stuff's too good to donate, whereas <laughs> I don't mind people donating their Canon equipment, but that's just the way it is. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, so that's always it. And collectible stuff is going really well at the moment. Yeah. So old, anything that takes 120 roll film, people love old compact cameras that take 35 mil film. That's, that's really popular as well at the moment. Yeah. You, and toy stroke plastic stroke rubbish cameras delete which not applicable like the ones you sold to rachel yesterday yeah that's right well it's not rubbish obviously yeah that's they're always popular and at our prices which is like five ten pounds a time 
people can afford to buy them if they're just going to experiment or they just want to put them on the shelf to look good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if people, because obviously all of our listeners have got cameras and arguably most of us have got more than we need, where should people be sending their stuff if they've got stuff that they can donate to you? Uh, well, the first thing to do is to contact us probably via the website, which is the DPS, the Disabled Photography Society website, which I'm sure uh, if you Google us, we'll be up the top there somewhere. Um, and then depending on how much you've got and where you are, it may be we've got a member who's fairly close to you, we could come and collect it. Um, if you've got a reasonable amount of stuff, it might be that uh, we, you know it's worth packing it up and send a courier. Yeah. You can send a box by courier for like 20 quid these days. Yeah. Um, and we have, a, uh, although we've not got premises, we've got a storage unit in St Neots in Cambridgeshire yeah. uh, and they're really good to us, they will accept parcels without us being there so people can send stuff in uh, and then we'll get to it You know, the next time that one of us is down there, we'll sort it all out, bring it here next year. Yeah. You seem to have a almost encyclopedic knowledge of cameras and stuff. What Sa is... Sado is the word you're looking for. <laughs> I, would never, I would never accuse you of being a massive camera nerd, Tim. What is the most exciting or interesting or just like oh my god thing that you've had donated to you uh well it it depends on your outlook really i mean we've got projectors i mean sometimes it's really difficult because not many people are using slides these days but we always do really well with ancient especially movie projectors we had one in a huge great box donated um it was a 1930s 16 millimeter projector it's never ever going to get used again but it looks amazing and we've got 50 quid for it yeah which is fantastic uh other people donate us maybe their last digital camera that's yeah. that's the so 1933 to 90 to 2013 yeah that's the range of stuff that we've had donated you know, yeah. this year and everything in between and, and you in general starting to see more and more digital stuff coming yeah through we're getting more digital i mean we've always got I nearly said hundreds, but probably not far off yeah. of 20, 25 year old digital cameras, you know, a whole massive three or four megapixel thing, um, brands that sometimes you've never heard of. We've got loads and loads of those, but we're now getting people donating their maybe five to 10 year old yeah. digital SLRs. Yeah. I mean, we've got an amazing collection of Olympus four third stuff here, including 2.8 professional zoom lenses this when it was new there's thousands of pounds of the equipment there you know we might be selling it for a couple of hundred yeah. at the end of the day but it's what keeps us going no, it's great and um and i mean it's been every time we've been here this place has been absolutely heaving it's wonderful to see being yeah. so busy the other thing i wanted to ask you about because it's upcoming and it's not related to this tour is this auction of cameras that you're involved with coming up it's not related to the disabled photographer society but it's very interesting yeah so this is my proper job i'm say i'm a, a trustee and a volunteer for the disabled photographer society but my proper job is running a photographic auction in the here in the midlands uh aston's auctioneers so basically this is um, re anything remotely photographic, uh, usable, collectible, lighting, digital. Um, we've got our next sale, the catalogue's online now, is the 29th of March and we've got a massive collection of Russian cameras uh, right up to 10 year old Hasselblads, we've got an X-Pan 2, we've got all sorts of darkroom equipment, everything in between and 
quite often, sadly, we get called in when a collector is either giving up collecting or going into care or sadly has passed away. And if they've got a house full of cameras, probably the first thing the family need to do is clear the house because the house is the biggest chunk of money in the estate. But in the old days, they used to phone the local house clearance man who'd come along, give them a few quid, and that was his salary for probably a year. Now, they Google, what do we do with camera collections? We come up pretty well at the top of Google if you, if you Google camera auctions. Um, we go along, we say, you've got X number of thousands of pounds worth of equipment. We take it all away, we list it, photograph it, put it online. It's a proper, real live auction room as well as everything being online. Um, and we sell everything from maybe our bottom lot might sell for 25 pounds. In our last sale, uh, we had an, uh, an 1860 something stereo daguerreotype, which is super duper rare and sold for 4,800 quid. And that came in, a woman had no idea what it was. Uh, stereo is one of my specialities. I knew exactly what it was and she was expecting £100 for a box full of stereo equipment. She got 4800 That's awesome. So um, where can people go to see the online auction? You're saying the stuff's up online for the next one. Where can people go uh, to see So that? that's online now. So our next sale is on the 29th of March. So all you need to go is to uh, either to astonsauctioneers.co.uk or thesaleroom.com, which is where most provincial auction houses have all their catalogues in, in one place. Um, so just Google again, Aston's Auctioneers, and you'll come up with us. And then our next sale, which has got the second half of the Russian collection, including some absolutely amazing KGB proper, proper spy cameras. Uh, that's the 12th of July. That's brilliant. One last question, because it's Monday. You've still got another day of doing this. Do you have enough cameras to keep going through tomorrow? No. <laughs> Basically, uh, as of first thing this morning, we were pretty well cleaned out of anything remotely decent. But now we bring out all our rummage boxes, filters, lens hoods, caps, odd converters, and it's a pound, two pound, three pound. And at the end of the day, that will raise us another few hundred pounds. So we're very happy. Oh, that's awesome. Well, best of luck clearing through as much of this stuff as possible. And thank you very thank much you. for talking to us, Tim. No problem at all. No, no, you, you can't do it in here. It will like dry you out and kill you. Like you will become a mummy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just right last stop of the day, and we had to finish on a high note. So we are here at the Lomography stand of all places with Craig McMillan. Craig, how are you doing, mate? <laughs> hello, hello. Um, a little bit tired, um, as always the case, but good. I'm, I'm good. It's been busy and mental. It has been every time we have come past the store today. It has been absolutely heaving. Um, How's it been going? What stuff are people interested in? I mean, it seems to be everything. The instant stuff, mm. the Lamogfrey art lens, is, everything. Is, is that what it's been like? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, we're always a little bit surprised by one or two things. So there's stuff that we bring that maybe has been around for 
10 years, 20 years, even the LCA for a long time and people are still finding out about it. Um, so that's kind of why we do trade shows is so people go, oh man, that's cool. Where did that come from? You're like, we've been doing it for a decade, man. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's, I have to say the most encouraging thing from a sort of traditionalist standpoint has been film has basically sold out in two days. Yeah. Um, we've had crazy amounts of interest in it. Um, we have our Lomochrome Purple film, which I think we have one role left, and that's for staff. Um, <laughs> that's going to be a real bum fight. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, you get one, Frank. You get one, Frank. No, it's, um, the, the rise of film is, is hugely encouraging for us because it is still the heart of what we do. Yeah. So to see that sort of confirmed again in, in such ridiculous numbers and in such passion as well, like a lot of people doing a lot of different things with it, Yeah. Um, but still sort of coming in and getting involved. Very piercing voice, isn't it? It's very. Yeah, <laughs> Okay, well, it sounds like we very much have to go. No, no, um, you honestly don't. Really? Yeah, we've been here till six <laughs> and you're fine. Like, just wonder it. Um, <laughs> this is good to hear. This yeah. So, so um, no, you, like, a large part of the um, stand is your Instagram. Because yeah. you've got. Just a couple of models of instant camera. How many models actually do you have? Okay, are we meaning like additions or bodies? <laughs> it either. I mean, how many different ways can people shoot on Instagram, including the backs? Do you do you have a number, including the like the, the backs with the Loma RCS? I mean, I could give you a very long marketing spiel about how it's infinite. Um, <laughs> no, we're, we're probably but, good. But no, I, I don't think anyone needs that. No, the, the, the truth is, is that we keep doing slightly different things each time. I mean, we have our base level of like what we want an instant camera to do which is always the multiple exposure long exposure like creative flexibility that most of our cameras have but on a different format and especially on the instant format I think it lends itself very well so then Fuji just launched the Instax Square so of course we had to jump on that but we started doing more different things with lenses so yeah. where we started off on the organic lenses with very simple builds we've now got a folding bellows 95mm glass lens instant camera that has a remote control and a timer with flashes and all of this like 21st century tech stuff that's going into what is essentially a retro format and yeah. as long as people keep doing new formats as long as people keep bringing out black and white stuff we're going to keep trying to find a way to work with it yeah you know and we were talking to the instax guys earlier and i mean you know they were obviously doing the same thing like there's just so much interest yeah just so much joy surrounding instant photography um and it is great the sheer volume of choice there is now Sorry, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Everyone wants to hear me. Um, it's really because I, I know. I think I talked to Hannah last year about what you guys were doing and um, and how the the instant photography was kind of the focus. And it has been most of your recent Kickstarters. Yeah. There's been this and there's been the art lens stuff. Yeah. Um, and with regards to the um, film photography side, you haven't brought anything new to market in a while. You're, you're doing, as you said, the RCAs, the um, Diana's and stuff like that, the, the traditional. Given what you were saying before about the fact that you're seeing the film market really get its feet underneath again, I mean, obviously we would never ask for specifics unless you want to give specifics, but, um, <laughs> but is this a thing that we might see in the future, new camera models coming in the same way that we've seen with the instant? You know, is that a possibility? I mean, it's always a thought. In a world of infinite possibilities. It's, it's, it's always a thought. No, it's, it's something that at least on a personal level and the, the staff 
that work with us in the UK and Ireland, you know, the people that we work with, we all know that there is appetite for a new one. Yeah. But at the same time, we are still a relatively small company. So coming up with new products is, is not just as simple as it would be cool. Yeah. Um, and especially what we found with a lot of young people getting back into film is that there is then a new generation of people getting into their Dianas, into the Las Sardinas, into the LCAs. All of these things are getting a basic rebirth. Yeah. So then when you're sort of having new people coming across them, there's not too much impact you're going to have on that market with a new product. Yeah. Theoretically. Theoretically. I would always like us to mess around with more new stuff in, in, in analog, and I can say that from purely a personal standpoint. Um, it's something we always discuss at the start of the year is what are we going to do with analog, and there will be some new things in the analog world this year. Yeah. Um, I really can't give any specifics. I mean, you can. It's all right. I, we won't tell anyone. I really can't. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I, I'm not sure I'll be in this job much longer. Um, but we will be doing some new things. We're going to try some new things with the with the existing uh, products that we have as well. Yeah. Um, you know, there's going to be some usual new pretty editions of the Lomo Instance and all yeah. of these things. Um, but long and short of it is we're always sort of looking into new ways we can do mental things yeah um, so we just you know with the neptune convertible art lens kit whether that's bringing out something that no one knew they wanted but is kind of like <laughs> okay i'm interested yeah. or you know on the analog side if there's any way that we can make it better if we can make it more accessible or more interesting or do something no one else has done before then by all means you know um but it's it's not a, a short process and we are still not at the stage where we can just throw stuff out and see if it sticks. Yeah, although it's been incredibly successful. I mean, your Kickstarters have been yeah. a university and an absolute riotous success so yeah. far. Haven't we, we? We, we, know we, we know we have a back in there, and that's something that's always sort of a privilege to know. Yeah. Um, it, it's been amazing sort of seeing the response as well, especially with the Square, that just the most recent yeah. Kickstarter, where... There was sort of there was a really good amount of hype around the Kickstarter, and then of course it, it, it dies down a little bit before the actual launch for real. Once it's funded, before it gets made, there's always a lull. And then what we've been seeing coming out in the reviews and what people are posting is crazy. Yeah. Um. It's it's really it's been a magnificent response. It's been everything that I personally hoped for. Um. When I tested the prototypes off it, I actually backed it on Kickstarter myself. <laughs> Um, they don't because, give you one for free. No, 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 oh, no, no, man. not not the new ones. <laughs> I get I get some old <laughs> dusty stuff from the the back office. Um, no, I, I actually I wanted one of my own that I wasn't borrowing from the yeah. store because it really it was a beautiful thing. And then, you know, people who have been loyal to certain other brands that I won't name who are then coming in and going. I saw I saw someone post about this and it's crazy. And for my money, it is the sharpest thing on Instax yeah. by by a country mile. What what's been striking for me is that instead of being compared to the sort of 21st century instant models, we're now sort of being held in comparison with the SX-70, with the LAN cameras, which when you go from is it better than what's going on now to is it one of the best ever, that says a lot about the quality of the camera, and that's, yeah. that's, that's a hugely positive thing. And I mean, it's, it's always great that people will put the money up front for that. It's yeah. always, you know, we, we can't even say that we deserve that. You know, no, no one really deserves to have money for his product later yeah and it's it's something we are still also looking into into the long-term sort of future of kickstarter yeah. and all of these things but you know the, the support that we get from people for that the feedback that we get on on you know what people are looking for in a camera is amazing and we do have a community that, that follows us yeah. which which is phenomenal in the 21st century 
you yeah. know even at the photography show yeah we still have people coming year on year on year they still own half of the stuff yeah and they turn up anyway just to come and say hi to see what's new and, and to be involved as a part of it and that's I mean, that's one of the things that gets me up in the morning. Yeah, it, it, it is amazing. I mean, Lomography has built in a, a relatively short space of time just an, an incredible identity. Mm. And even though, you know, speaking from the very much the, you know, the analogue side of things, you know, you, you're doing more stuff, you know, yes, there are people who really don't gel with what you're doing, but everybody respects how important your role has been in, like right at the bottom, driving everything going along. And it's fantastic to see it continue going and, mm. and being successful. I know you guys are incredibly cagey about new stuff, so I'm going to ask you just about some more stuff. Um, yeah. You mentioned about the stuff like the um, the purple film, and yeah. then like some of your stuff is getting a little thin on the ground. How, how long before some of the uh, film stocks come back online? Um, well, that, that's always an interesting one. Um, we we have sort of had some restructuring, um, both within the UK and sort of worldwide. We are working on basically being better with film. Um, what we've had even in the last year is an obscene, I can't name numbers, but a frankly obscene increase in the number of, and the amount of film that we've had to have produced. Mm -hmm. um, and to the extent that it was literally impossible to speculate. Yeah. Um, the, the demand has grown to such an extent that we have now had to basically review our systems um, and to try something new with, with how we're ordering stock in. And that's what I'm saying about reworking some of the old stuff as well. We are gonna have a look at film we are going to try some new stuff with film and we're going to see what happens with it, basically. Um, the, the Loma Chrome Purple is, is a specialist film and we did not expect it to bang quite in this way. Mm -hmm. to, to really, even in just the last six months, I've noticed just an insane increase in the amount of demand. We have at least four or five people a day coming into even our London store, our London store and asking when it's coming back in stock. Um, I don't get access to these dates. I don't have any influence on the factory side, so I can't say for sure, but you know, we never want to be out of stock. I mean, even for us, if we're out of stock, that means we can't use it. Yeah. So it's sort of like, um, it's, it's, always, it's always an interesting thing. Um, of course, it's, it's factory space in the 21st century, so it's never quite gonna run as you'd like it to, but we are, we are working on less stock outs. We, you know, we've, we've heard the feedback. We need to be in stock more, we know that. Um, and it's definitely something we are working towards. Um, our, our plan is no stockouts once it comes back in, but you know the best laid plans of mice and men go off the straight, don't they? Um, we'll be better. That's all I can say. Well, frankly, I mean, as a note to end our kind of trip round the show on, the fact that you're having to rework the entire supply chain for film because it's being so successful you can't keep up on it yeah. is kind of the best kind of way it can end. Um, Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us, Greg. You can go and find that beer that you need. Uh, you've only got one day left of this. So um, thank you very much for your time, Greg. And um, where, can, where should people be following you guys? I mean, you're kind of everywhere, but... Yeah. Uh... I mean, I'd, I'd like to say Lomo Home in the hope that people still remember what that is. Um, for, for those that don't know, Lomo Home is like before Flickr, you know, like when it was cool and stuff like that. Um, like Instagram, but less algorithms and more like genuine community. Anyway, that's my, that's my pitch done. Um, no, you can find us. Uh, there's a main Lomography account for international stuff and there's Lomography UK, all one word, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, 
all the usual stuff. I think we have a LinkedIn as well, in case anyone's still <laughs> doing anything on that. Um, so there you go. Add a little more on LinkedIn if you need to get a job there. Like I mean, why not? Like, um, why not? Exactly. Yeah, they, they can find us in central London. Um, we're on Newburgh Street, which is just off Carnaby Street, um, Oxford Circus on the Tube. Um, we're all dotted about all over the world as well. So if you're in Paris or New York or Tokyo, um, then by all means pop into one of those and we're the same wonderful bunch of weirdos that we are here. Um, apart from that, I mean, just Google Lomography UK. You can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't go it, wrong. Really. Right? You, you are becoming quite a behemoth in this, in this industry. So yeah, it's the yeah. last one. Craig, thank you very much for your time. Thank Thanks. you very much. Bye. <laughs> end of the day <laughs> we have made it um we made it we, we made, made it, it we made it we're really knackered uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been a long day but we've got to speak to some super interesting people mm. today um and i think for me like the take-home message across the board has just been analog stuff just picking up yeah everybody we've spoken to whether it was lamography Patterson um, spoke to the guy at Tetanol. Um, everyone who's involved in any way is saying, yeah, we're just seeing numbers going up. Yeah. And the nice thing is, it's being driven from the bottom up by young people getting into it. So, yeah, really positive. Day, yeah, really. Def- definitely. It's, um, it's been great just to, you know, the, the classic case of people see the film cameras, they come over and chat to you. It's been really nice to have some of those conversations with people and them going, oh, we used to have this. I mean, we tried to hide ourselves out the back of the, um, the NEC, didn't we? And we still got tracked down by people who wanted to talk about film photography. So, uh, you know, they came over in the middle of our pasties. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. you know, you can't get away from it. And I think that's actually, it's really heartening to see that and to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's been the thing. We've talked, you know, on various times about the fact that there is, there's not really a lot of stuff here of analogue photography interest. Um, and we've covered everything that there is. So <laughs> if you're wondering if we just picked out a small sort of section of it, no, we've covered, we've given you everything that there was here. But um, what's been great about the show has just been meeting and talking to people uh, because everyone is just so enthusiastic and passionate and not just the people on the stands, but as you said, Rich, like random strangers who just go, I used to have one of those, or... That's a proper camera that is. And then you end up in a 10-minute conversation with somebody about their passion. And it's been great. It's been a fun couple of days. It has. I'm really glad that we got to do this. It's been lovely. And um, obviously we miss Aid today, um, but I'm glad that he was able to come yesterday to the um, analogue sort of meet-up that we managed to do with a few of our listeners. And we were just really sorry that, you know, the snow kept a few of them away. So uh, that was a bit of a shame. It was a bit of a shame. But um, hopefully you guys have uh, enjoyed listening to what's been going on over the last couple of days here. And apologies, uh, I was going to say in advance, very much in arrears for the fact that the audio quality I know has been all over the place, as you've probably gathered. It's been quite noisy here. <laughs> um, there's been a bazillion people here today. and We've sort of done our best, but um, I, I'm also terribly cat-handed with using the microphone. So <laughs> mostly my fault as well. Um, but um, what do you think, Rach? Will we be back next year? Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I've got so much more that I need to buy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even today, even today, even after our last um, chat with Hamish, when Rachel said about buying the, um, the gaff, 
Was oh it? yes, it's my my uh, my you, gaff you, memo thirty five ET. Even after that, Rachel has bought another camera <laughs> and also a tripod. Oh God. So. Yeah, but my tripod broke, you see, so it was actually a necessity. Oh, and I bought a brick of film, didn't I, for the workshops? Because obviously I'm going to be doing um, a load of workshops coming up, so uh, it's just always good to have some HP five in stock. That was uh, that was something I I just wanted to make sure I, I got that. That was a nice deal, actually. Ilford had tweeted saying, "Oh, there's some uh, some good deals here." We'll uh, so we dashed around didn't we and basically just sort of threw our cards at them we're like yes let's just clear them out of film now um and then you're right i went back to the disabled photographer society as you were doing that interview with uh, with tim um and found that there was an om40 sitting there and i thought well i need a spare om body <laughs> um turns out he gave it to me with the lens and the hood and the winder and everything <laughs> left on it as well so uh, so that was really lovely thank you very much for tim for that. Yeah, yes thank you well guys i think that's going to do it for us Rachel's got a beer. I've got a long drive home. (laughs) Rachel's trashing her new cameras. Um, Next week, normal service will be resumed. Uh, Until then, thank you very much for listening to this. Uh, Who knows what it's going to be until I put it all together. Um, uh, Goodbye. Goodbye, guys. Let's go home. We did it.